Blog Talk Radio. In a country dominated by left-wing radicals, there remains one voice of reason. Our country is dominated by left-wing radicals. There remains only one man to stand in their way. This is the Conservative Hour with A.J. Bruno. The ultimate in conservative talk radio. Standing up to the liberals wherever they hide. It's on right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of The Conservative Hour. Great to be back. We have a phenomenal show tonight. Uh, we have Republican conservative rapper High Caliber will be with us. Uh, so why don't we get started right with that? I believe we have him on the line here. Hello, sir. Are you there? Hey, what's going on, AJ? This is High Caliber, a.k.a. Mr. Conservative. What's going on, America? What's going on? Thanks for coming on the show. All right. No problem. Thanks for having me. From you know, I tell you, it is a breath of fresh air to see a Republican conservative rapper. I don't think there's many others. Have you come across uh, any other like you? No, not really. I mean, I came across one young kid from Long Island that said he was a conservative and he was an aspiring hip-hop artist. He said he was raised on Notorious B.I.G. and Bill O'Reilly, and he expressed some interest in collaborating on a track, but that's about it, man. I'm the only fish out here in this sea. So why don't you uh, tell us how you got started in this whole thing? Well, basically, man, I've been a hip-hop artist for going on 15 years. I, I've been, I would be what you label as a conscious rapper. Um, and what happened was, what with the election going on and everything, I, one of my friends came over here talking a bunch of Obamination hype, just beating me in the head how great he was and everything. And so as a spoof, I wrote, the next day I wrote a song called Use Your Brain, Vote for McCain. And next thing I knew, it was taking off like wildfire on MySpace and, um, Bernie McGurk from the IMA show played it, and, you know, it kind of clicked in my head that, you know, I'm kind of bored, you know, the, the rap music has become so redundant. It's, you know, ice, bling, chain, car, gangster, pimp, thug, drug dealer, and then you got the conscious rappers, you know, and, and it just became kind of redundant. So I said, you know, why don't I start making some politically-minded hip-hop music, and it seems like the nation um, has an interest in it right now. Yeah, I'll tell you, we could definitely use some of that. I mean, you know, you listen to most of these guys. I mean, I, I've heard some of your songs, you know, intelligent thoughts, and it's pretty much the truth, and you're doing it in entertainment form. You know, instead of listening to uh, City Sets or whatever, talking about you know, who he's going to cap next or <laughs> getting drugs or whatever. I mean, it yeah. is, you've seen the industry go from, you know, like, run BMC, and now it's down to really complete garbage. Uh well, it's funny you mentioned Run DMC. That's who I grew up on. I mean, that, that's the era I'm coming from. I mean, I'm no spring chicken. I don't let my looks deceive you. I grew up on Run DMC, Boogie Down Productions, Eric B. and Rakim, you know, Poor Righteous Teachers, Brand Newbie, and things like that, which by, you know, by a conservative standard, that, that would be considered conservative hip-hop because those groups were for the upliftment of their race and for their, um, you know, for their people and positive things in their community. But, you know, it just, it just so happens that they're very liberal, but by, by that standard, the artists I grew up listening to would be considered conservative by today's rapper's standards, by, you know, by a long shot. Yeah, I mean, anything compared to what we see today. Uh, so 
We hear a lot of your music on the Monica Crowley show. How did you get involved with her? Well, basically that came from um, the CPAC interview I did when I was interviewed by Max Blumenthal, um, a big liberal documentary filmmaker. Um, he had did an interview with me at CPAC, and it just put it up on the DailyBeast.com, and from there it went to the Huffington Post, and then it started to spread to Breitbart and some of the more right-wing sites. And um, her producer, A.J. Rice, big shout-out to A.J., thanks for the opportunity. Um, he, he saw the video and was interested and, you know, had me come on for the first week, and everything went well, and it's been um, 10, I think this will be the 11th week that I've been on her show now consecutively. That's great. So do you make original songs every week? Or? Well, yeah, basically, I mean, right now I'm about to release my second album called The Conservative Coliseum, which is um, half new songs that are full-length feature songs, and the rest of the album consists of the weekly news wrap-ups that I do on Monica's show, which is really great and, and something totally different because when else have you been able to you know, buy a CD that's A, fact-filled, that's nothing but factual, just, you know, the last 12 weeks news that, you know, it kind of it, it resonates with people. Oh, I remember when Obama did that. Oh, I remember when the Palatano said that, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I watched that whole, mentioned that Max Blumenthal guy. I saw what he did. He apparently was there two years ago or so. I mean, mm -hmm. was this guy a major disturbance here? It seems like a major a-hole. Well, I mean, like I said, he he helped me out tremendously. He catapulted me into the limelight, but he does seem like a very stuck-up, glib, rich, spoiled liberal, you know, to me. Yeah. But yeah. um, <laughs> he he seemed to he seemed to enjoy my raps. I mean, he was sitting there as a liberal, nodding his head and waving my CD around in front of the camera. So, yeah. I was that's funny. You know, I, I love how they go out there trying to attack conservatives, and it always backfires right in their face. Uh, well, yeah, one one thing that um, I wanted to bring up is um, I, I, I don't know if this has been mentioned by anybody else in the news or if any of your callers or, you know, people have brought it up yet, but um, the story about the soldier that murdered his five fellow soldiers, just wait and see. The, the liberals are going to see. They're going to be like, see, see, when Janet Napolitano was right. You know, when we're talking about um, the potential right-wing extremists, the troops coming home, that's just what the liberals need, to kind of like a, a big I told you so, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, I've heard about that, too. Yeah, they'll use any, any rare incident like that to do that. And I was reading an article about that, too. You know, this is a lot less common than it was, say, during Vietnam, but don't use anything to exploit, really to exploit their agenda. Um have they, have they, any big lids really gone after you with your music and the message that you're trying to get out? Oh, yeah. I've gotten tons of hate mail. Um, I've been called every name under the sun, a racist, a cracker, a white devil. Um, you know, I, I, I've been called a disgrace to humanity. I addressed that in one of my songs called They Don't Care. Um, this, this, this woman wrote me a letter on MySpace calling me. I wish I had it in front of me. I should have been prepared to read it for you, but... Um, basically called me a disgrace to humanity and Michael KKK Savage and Rush, um, Rush Dumbo and Sean Insanity. The, all the four of us need to get out of their country with our un-American ideas. You know, things of that nature. People just, you know, things that, I, I know this is internet radio, but things that I want to repeat for, um, for Christian conservative ears to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, it, it, it's it's always interesting how they say they're so tolerant. Yet when there's any different ideas, you know, they're not tolerant about that. Well, you know, one big thing for me with them is this is an issue I've been I've been repeatedly drumming into people's heads recently. Is what gets me about the liberals is torture, torturing terrorists, right? That's a no-no. That's no good in our book. We can't torture terrorists to save millions of American innocent lives. But killing an innocent baby, that's okay. Infanticide, that's fine. You know, botched abortion, poor little baby comes out of the womb, and eh, let's kill it anyway. That's okay with the liberals. But we, God forbid we torture some murderous, vermin, terrorist piece of garbage that would cut off your head as soon as, you know, just as soon as look at you. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to be great when our wonderful president releases some of these guys on American soil. I'm sure there's not going to be any terrorist attacks then. Well, no, and, and one thing with that is let's even say that out of the, what are the 252, something like that, terrorists that we had in there, let's say 250 of them were hardened terrorists. They were guilty. You know, they were on, this, on the battlefield fighting against our troops. But let's say those two people that really got caught up that weren't terrorists, that were innocent, they, you know, they just got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Are you telling me now that when we release those people onto the streets of America, they're not going to go to the most radical mosque and get indoctrinated and become terrorists too? You know, it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't with the, with the, with the situation, you know? Of course, yeah, of course they are. I don't know if you saw Face the Nation uh, last Sunday. Vice President Cheney was on there, and he said, you know, these guys are the worst of the worst. They're looking at a recidivism rate probably over 50%. So you're talking about dozens of terrorists who want to commit you know, these horrendous acts on our soil. I mean, it's just dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I can't understand. I, I didn't see that. I try not to watch too much TV. I don't pay attention to TV because um, I feel it rots your brain. I'm a, definitely a conservative talk radio junkie. That's what we keep on in the house most of the time. If it's not that, well, um, it's my wife playing gospel music. You know, try to, we try to have a positive influence on our children, not um, not let them watch these crazy movies like Twilight and things like that, and let them listen to this gangster rap crap that's out there. But um, not not to change topics, but one other thing, um, I'm a big Dr. Savage fan, and I was listening earlier this evening before um, I called into your show, and I don't know if you guys heard about this one yet, but I mean, you, you got to be sitting down, and you know, I'm a real sarcastic dude, but this is totally serious what I'm about to tell you. Our government is spending $2.6 million to teach Chinese prostitutes how to drink responsibly. That's right. I'll say it again. Our government is spending $2.6 million to teach Chinese prostitutes in China how to drink responsibly. And this is um, sanctioned by the NIH, National Institute of Health. And what they do is they, they actually have a term for these prostitutes, whores, hookers, whatever you want to call them. They call them SSWs, female sex workers. So, America, that's where your stimulus money is going, to, to teach Chinese whores how to drink responsibly, thanks to the Obama nation. Uh, it is just a sham. I mean, they, you look at all this money in this quote-unquote stimulus bill, which obviously is a corpulous stimulus bill, and I just wasted yeah. it on, on, on nonsense. Uh, I don't know. Why don't we why don't I take a call here and see what the, one of the listeners has to say. Uh, hello, caller. You're on the conservative hour. What's in your mind? Hey, AJ. Um, I just have a question. It's kind of random. Um, just wanted to know what you guys thought of the gay marriage being legalized in Iowa, and if you think it will be overturned. you want to take that? Well, yeah, I'll feel that. First of all, gay marriage is an abomination of God, 
And for a state like Iowa to even, for this to even be an issue with a state like Iowa, who I would think would normally be a pretty conservative state, I mean, I, I can't call it, you know. And, and, you know, this ties into what happened to, um, I forget her name, Miss California, you know, for her standing up, expressing her, her beliefs, which is most of the country's beliefs, you know, we are 80% Christian nation, and that's a fact. Um, it's an abomination of God. Marriage is between a man and a woman. I couldn't have said it any better than her. And as far yeah, as it getting overturned, I don't, I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, it is. See, we're, we're, we're seem to be going down this rather dangerous path. What is it, five, five states now? I mean, how long is it going to be until we have this radical leftist Congress and this radical president who suddenly, you know, will quote unquote change his mind and make this the law of the land? I mean, it is, it is really disturbing the way things are going. All right, thanks for that. Thanks for that call, caller. Uh, okay, why don't we get back to talking about uh, a minute ago here. Hey, you mentioned uh, Michael Savage. I heard that you would listen to him, and just suddenly, uh, I guess you had an epiphany, something along those lines? Yeah, well, um, the, the liberal blog definitely kind of blew it out of proportion a little bit. I mean, I didn't shut the radio off after 10 minutes of Savage and go, hey, I'm a conservative. Hey, what do you know? You know, that was the, the um, initial spark the day, the first day that I heard him, and the first ten minutes I listened to him, the things he said in those ten minutes all just made so much sense and connected to the point where the following evening I listened for two hours, and the following evening I listened for three hours, and here we are, eight, nine years later, I listened to the man, you know, religiously, no pun intended, but um, yeah, I mean, I think he tells it like it is more than any other talk show host, except for Monica. Monica's got her own brand. She's not quite as brazen and as inflammatory as Michael Savage, but she gets her point across nonetheless. And, um, you know, I think it's an atrocity what the U.K. is doing to him, telling, telling him, you know, putting him on a list with terrorists, skinheads, um, Ku Klux Klan members, killers, murderers. You know, how do you equate the, that, that type of riffraff with a patriotic citizen who is a conservative talk show host? I, I just don't see it. I mean, who the hell wants to go to London anyway, you know? <laughs> they don't have good, nice food. They don't really, you know, the sights are old and drab and boring to look at. You know, they're, they're infected. You know, what I'm scared of is that the radical Islam indoctrination that they're dealing with now in their parliament and in their government is right around the corner, you know, for us. Yeah. You know, uh, Dick Army once said, I've been to Europe once. I don't need to go back. <laughs> uh, so you yeah, I obviously agree it's atrocious to not let him in there and equate him to these terrorists and whatnot. My my thing with with uh, uh, Savages seems like he had some rather vicious attacks against President Bush. And I didn't agree with everything too, but some of these attacks were just you know way over the top. I mean, we can't go after someone who we agree with ninety five percent of the time, you know, so harshly like he did. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean. I think he did take the gloves off a little bit with Bush. I personally was no big fan of Bush either. I say in my song, Presidential Poetry, I'm not a Bush lover or a Bush hater, but I'm not sure that Obama could keep us safer. Um, you know, Bush has done some things that I think were pretty boneheaded in his time, one of the biggest of which being, um, I think it was 45, either 45 million or 45 billion, either way it was ridiculous, for AIDS research in Africa. I mean, that's money that could be spent much more efficiently right here at home on something intelligent and, and 
proficient rather than giving it to Africa where it just gets stolen by the warlords and divvied up amongst themselves anyway. You know, but yeah, I mean, Savage did go a little overboard with Bush, but I think that was kind of healthy to have somebody on the right because, I mean, let's face it, Hannity, Rush, a lot of these other guys, to them, Bush could do no wrong. And we all know that that's not true. You know, Bush, you know, he wasn't the best, he wasn't the worst. I, you know, I do thank him for keeping us safe. I do think that um, he did a great job handling the war on terror, not necessarily the wars themselves. Uh, yeah, see, to me, that's the defining issue, uh, the war on terror. And, you know, now we have this, this president who just, just doesn't get it. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like we're in imminent danger of an attack. I didn't feel that when, when Bush was president. Um, you know, so if there's another terrorist attack in this country, the blood is on his hands. Um, definitely, and I think if it happens, it'll be due to his weakening of our national defense, um, his pandering to, to terrorist nations and dictators and communist dictatorships. You know, like the world kind of looks at us like a joke right now. We have this guy going around on, on like Hannity likes to say, on these apology tours. Um, apolog- I mean, I don't know who he's apologizing for, apologizing for. I don't have anything to be sorry for as far as world politics go. I didn't do anything. Nobody I know has ever done anything to harm another country unjustly. I know we've liberated a lot of countries and freed a lot of countries. Um, so, yeah, and, like, th- things of the nature of, like, you know, the same week that Kim Jong-il launches his, his rocket, tests his rocket, Obama's over here cutting um, funding for the missile defense shield. I mean, how much more boneheaded can you get? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think he cut, uh, what, defense by 10%. Yeah, it's a great way to save money by weakening our security. Yeah, but meanwhile, you know, earmarked $2.6 million to teach Chinese whores to drink responsibly. Got to do that. Oh, yeah, that's a wonderful use of money. Or, you know, spend a half billion dollars on global warming research. Which is a farce. Uh, yeah, it is, it is. But, you know, now if you deny that, they try to equate you to a Holocaust denier. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's really gotten that, that crazy that, um yeah. That is, it is uh, rather, rather intense. Now, I know you're uh, from New Jersey, my home state. Uh, what's your take on this whole primary? I guess we have a more moderate candidate, Christie, and then you have a you know, pretty solid conservative in Lonigan. Well, honestly, I was going to bring this up, too. Um, I was at the Christie rally recently. Um, I guess it was Saturday. And, um, by the way, he bought one of my CDs, so that, that was a major thing for me. That was pretty cool. I'm supporting Christie basically because Lonigan seems to be beating the conservative drum a little too much. Um, you can't, you know, I can't go by based on their radio ads because, you know, that, that's all propaganda on both sides anyway. The, the deciding factor for me with Christie is that he put away corrupt politicians from his own party as well as the Democrats, which to me speaks volumes in, in this day and age of, um, you know, bipartisan politics, you know, the fact for him to be able to lock up fellow Republicans and not look the other way, that speaks volumes to me. Um, Lonigan, I don't really know as much about him. I know that um, in Ocean County, where I live, they're supporting Christie. But um, I don't know. Just something about Lonigan turns me off. I, the picture on his, um, his mailers that you get, he looks to me, he looks like Barney from The Simpsons or something to me. I don't know. I just can't see a guy like that being our governor. I mean, I'll take him over Corzine any day, but. Uh, I've been to events for both. You know, I wasn't sure at first, but 
it seems like Lonigan is, you know, more conservative though. If you look at the polls, both of them are running ahead of Corzine. So if we can get a more conservative candidate in there, you know, why not? I mean, you know, I think with Christie, he's, uh, I don't know if you know about this, I think it was a year or two ago, he was in some church and he went on some rant about how uh, no one is illegal and, you know, basically favoring amnesty. I mean, he, he changed his views on gun rights and abortion since the 90s. I mean, it seems a little wishy-washy. Well, like I said, I mean, I, I got to, before I cast my vote, I got to really do a little more research. But at this point, I'd have to say I'm, I'm supporting Christie. Um, illegal immigration is a big issue for me because it, it hits home personally, honestly. And you might be able to relate to this coming from Jersey. I mean, I think you live in, you live in Englishtown, right, um, if, if what I saw on your page is correct. I don't know how it is up there, really. But, um, you know, I'm a construction worker by trade. And with the housing market being what it is recently and with the influx of illegals in this area, in Ocean County, um, and over the last year, I've been told by four different contractors, hey, man, I'd like to hire you, but for the price i got to pay you, an American or white male citizen, um, I could hire three illegals for the, what it costs to pay you for the day, you know. And these people have actually come out and told me this. And this is something that I, I was speaking to Christy about um, on Saturday, about, you know, what, what's going to be done to try to remedy these situations. And um, he definitely said, he definitely said that, first of all, no licenses for illegals, which is a big thing for me, not just because of illegals, but because of terrorism. And that... Um, he would definitely pass legislation to come down hard on the contractors because that's okay. Everybody's overlooking the contractors. Everybody wants to just blame the illegals themselves, which is partially their fault. But you got to look at the people who are hiring these these Mexicans and South Americans before they hire American citizens. You know, just so they can save a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah. that's that's really disturbing. You you said that to them and they told you that. Did you think to? turn them into INS or anything? Or? No, I didn't see what was to be gained by that. I mean, the, these people would have paid me off the books, too. You know, the only difference is that my money would have got spent all in this economy, recycled in America, whereas, you know, the, the money that these illegals make, 95% of it gets shipped back to Mexico and then kaput. It's gone right out of our economy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is, you know, a major, major problem. I'm, yeah, I, I see. I see that. I'll, you know, you'll see them like on a, a corner, and they'll be gathering there, waiting for work. And yeah, freehold train station. You ever been to the freehold train station at, at six o'clock in the morning? Yeah, they're they're all lined up there waiting. <laughs> you know, that, what I, they should do. I think they should just find out where all these places are. I'm sure there's thousands of spots like this in the country. Send so in the INS and deport them all. I mean, you could take out a huge chunk of the illegals just with one big raid. I don't think it'll ever happen. I think some of the powers that be are, are too dependent on the cheap labor. I think um, definitely being that the Democrats and the liberals are in power, I think that they see this, see the illegals as a voting block. You know what I mean? They just, they just look at them as votes because everywhere I look and everywhere I turn in here, um, they're trying to give licenses to illegals. They're trying to let them vote. We give them health care. We give them education. But, you know, no, nobody wants to talk about illegal immigration and what a detriment that is to the economy. It's just all Bush, 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 Bush did, Bush did this, Bush did that. 
You know, nobody wants to examine why the economy really is. I mean, I forget, it's something in the billions of uh, money we spend every year on health care for illegals. That right there, plus education, plus the money they send back to Mexico, plus the money that it, it costs our, our law enforcement to fight. I mean, and, and granted, it, it is a small population of illegal aliens that come across that border that maybe, let's say, 5 10% that are actually criminals, MS-13s, gang members, whatnot. But even a 5-10% of 15 million or 20 million or whatever it is, that's a lot of people that we don't need to have in this country running around with automatic weapons and, um, you know, chips on their shoulders. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You see this with a lot of these major problems, too. I mean, the, the politicians talk a big game, and nobody, nobody really does anything. I mean... <laughs> this problem is just going to get worse and worse, and it has to be solved. I mean, that's one of the, the reasons, uh, I don't know who you supported uh, in the last primary. It's one of the reasons I was big for, for Romney. He was tough on this, you know, saying, you know, they're going to have to leave and get in the back of the line like everyone else. Yeah, I, I like Romney a lot, too. I think, honestly, I don't think Obama would have beat Romney. What with the economy? I think, you know, I think we kind of got thrown a sham candidate in McCain. He's not a real conservative by any stretch. He's barely a Republican. Um, how we put up a candidate that was for amnesty and McCain-Feingold and things like that, I'll never know. I mean, I supported him. I made a song about him. I had bumper stickers all over my car because I'll take a war hero over a Marxist any day. But, um, yeah, Romney, I think, would have been a, a much better candidate for, for the Republicans. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. If we ran a real conservative, uh, I think Romney would have torn Obama to shreds. Instead, you run this this moderate rhino, and we see that time and time again. Whenever that happens, we lose. We run a conservative, uh, and we win on those on those principles. Uh, but you know, it seems like the problem was during the primary. Huckabee seemed to draw a lot of voters away from Romney, and then you had the moderates come in there and you know, push for push for McCain. I and mean, we can't make that mistake in the future. No, I think whoever we put up in 2012. Um, I don't think it should be Sarah Palin. I think the, 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 the media and the libs are already too anti-Palin, and I think she just has a stigma about her. Not that she wouldn't do a great job, but I just think she's been demonized too much by the media already. Um, there was a time I was, I was saying steal Jindel, something of that nature. Um, but now, I mean, the media, you know, God forbid you have a black conservative, you know, running for office. The, the 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 libs see that as a threat, and they're already they're already starting to prepare for steel, and they're already starting to tear him down and discredit him already. So yeah. I mean, I don't know who we turn to at this point in the game. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, I love how the uh, the libs love to play the race card against anyone who didn't support Obama in the presidency. Well, you know, it wasn't about race. I would have happily voted for Michael Steele for president. It's about the fact that this guy was a radical, and they try to turn it into something that it's not. Forget the fact that he's a radical. I mean, let's let's look at his affiliations. Let's look at the fact that he's still yet to... I mean, wouldn't it just put America at rest? I know I'd sleep better at night if the man would just produce his damn birth certificate. I don't see why it's such a big deal. His college records from um, Columbia and um, wherever else he went, they're sealed. They won't show us that. They won't show us his birth certificate. I mean, what does this guy really have to hide? You know, he he, he constantly tears down Christianity, you know, 
any any chance he gets, he you know, when when he said we we're not a Christian nation, well, I mean, we don't have a sign outside our borders that say "Welcome to America, the Christian nation," but we are a Christian nation when you get right down to it. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine percent of of the nation is Christian. We are founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and for him to constantly run, you know, he goes and bows down to the king of Saudi Arabia, but he won't go visit the um, war memorials in um, Normandy, you know. Just like any every turn, any chance he gets, it's like he's anti-Christian, and he's so PC and, and pussyfoots around it so lightly. And the media, they don't care. They let him get away with murder. They let him get away with um, firing some patsy from the Air Force One fiasco. I mean, come on, you guys never. I said this in a, in a song last week. I said you never heard of Photoshop. You, you, did you really need to get the people in Manhattan in Manhattan running around all panicked and frantic? and spend $330,000 worth of fuel, put people's lives at risk to get a picture of the freaking Air Force One in front of the Statue of Liberty? I mean, that's what computers are for, man. I just designed my album cover with the help of a friend. You know, it, it's not hard to do. I, you know, I'm sure that they have a p- computer that you can use at the White House. Yeah, well, he's not the uh, the brightest, but, you know, we have to. we can't say that because we have to admit that you know, he's so brilliant. How can we question his intelligence? He's so much smarter than Bush was. Uh, when the guy, well, we can't put it, well, he takes help off the way. He doesn't seem too bright. No, not at all. And it's funny, like you were saying, he's so intelligent. Look at the double standard that his own vice president, Biden. Do you remember how, I mean, I was appalled when Biden said, oh, he's clean and articulate. As if, you know, basically as if to say most blacks aren't clean and articulate. But this one is, so he, he'll make a good president, you know even though he's never run a hot dog stand in his life, has no experience whatsoever. Half the time he was in the Senate, he spent campaigning for the presidency, so he, w- he was never in a Senate seat when he should have been there. And now all of a sudden the guy's got his finger on the button and he's the leader of the free world. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is quite. I want to get back to what you were saying a second ago. You know, I've been hammering on this, this whole birth city issue too. I mean, if, if he actually was born in this country... All he has to do is produce the birth certificate, and then he'll... And we'll all shut up. We'll all shut up. We'll leave him alone about it. You know, that's all he has to do. In fact, he'll he'll score political points by doing that. So he has nothing to lose. All he has are things to gain. So, I mean, the fact that he won't do this, you know, is really suspicious. I mean, for all we know, there's a a record of his uh, grandmother saying at a a dinner once that she would have his birth in Kenya. You know, this whole presidency could be completely illegitimate. It's it's outrageous. I think that's why they're trying to disregard it and play it off with that liberal elite attitude, just like, oh, you, you must be kidding. I don't have to prove anything to you little peons. Because by doing so, it kind of keeps it under wraps and, and, you know, doesn't create such a stink about it. There's a guy, I forget his name. I think I heard him on Savage. Um, he's actually a liberal and a Democrat, I think from Pennsylvania, who has a lawsuit against Obama in the Supreme Court right now to produce his birth certificate? Uh, I mean, yeah, I've heard I've heard similar things. They 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 need to take that case because it's important. Well, and I shudder to think. Speaking of the Supreme Court and Obama, I shudder to think who he's going to replace Souter with. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be someone in the mold of Scalia, of course. Maybe William Ayers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might tap Reverend Wright. He'd be good for the good for the job. Yeah, any one of the any one of his radical affiliations would be fine. 
Uh, I mean, there's just there's so many problems with this guy. And to shut, I mean, I thought that he's actually the president. Whenever I think about that, it's like, <laughs> how did this even happen? You know? No, I, I'm definitely dumbfounded myself. Like, uh, I think it's like Obama denial syndrome. Like, I wake up every morning and I pretend that he's not the president, but then by by twelve one o'clock, I've heard like twenty different stories about his latest acts of buffoonery, and I'm just like, wow, we're really living in the Obama nation. I mean, that's a song I made that's on my um, last album called Mr. Conservative. The song is called Abomination. And I actually wrote it two weeks before Election Day because I knew. If you had half a brain at that point, you knew what was going to happen. You know, you could be in denial all you want, but the kind of campaign McCain was running, McCain was chastising, you know, people like us, you know, conservative activists and talk show hosts, crucifying us for calling the guy Barack Hussein Obama. That's his name, for Christ's sake. But you, but you call him Barack Hussein Obama, you know, also all of a sudden you're a racist. Yeah, well, you know, I, I like to, you know, show the president some respect. So I'll refer to him as president, but I'll call him President Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's just his name, so I'm just you know, being respectful to him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the one thing I can say is, um, you know, he talked a lot about stimulating jobs, about creating jobs for Americans. And I don't. I haven't seen it. I'm unemployed, and, but I'm on, on the flip side of the coin. He has created a job, in essence, for me because you know he's created um, a, a platform where I can speak out every weekly, every week on the Monica Crowley show, and you know which in turn leads to record sales and, and notoriety for me. So I guess you know I have him to thank for for me being catapulted into the limelight. You know, it's just a shame it's at the rest of the country's expense. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about uh, talk radio yourself? Maybe Monica's sick one day. She'll have you guest host. And, you know. Oh, wow, man. Now you're talking my language. Um, I, I have developed aspirations recently um, to getting my own show because, I mean, I, would try, I want to try to do something different with it, you know. I mean, not, not so much just strictly conservative talk 24-7, you know, factor in some sports, politics, religion, music, Something of that nature. Kind of like, um, you know, have you ever listened to Mark Simone on Saturday mornings at WABC? You know, he doesn't, he doesn't just beat you in the head with just the politics. You know, he gives you a little bit of everything. You know, but, yeah, I mean, that's something definitely I'm interested in. Um, we, we, being that how you, you know, how did you get onto your gig? Would you have, what advice would you give to me on how to start up my own um, Internet talk show? Uh, you know, just I started online here seeing where that goes. Uh get a gathering, people listen, it helps out. And I've been on uh, a couple different programs before and worked for a bunch of campaigns, so that, that helps too. Uh, um, yeah, I think, I think people like to hear what you have to say. They certainly, you know, love your love your songs. They make a heck of a lot of sense. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, so I, I think that's definitely a good way to go here. Okay, we're gonna take a brief time now. Can you hang around two minutes? Um, actually, I'm I'm running kind of short on time. I gotta run out and pick up my daughter in about five ten minutes. Oh, no problem, no problem. Uh, okay, we can put off the commercial a few minutes. Then why don't we close off with a few questions? Then, so have you ever thought about public office? Um, honestly, yeah. About November fourth, two thousand and nine, I thought about it. I figured if this guy could do it, well, anybody can, and you know. 
being as people have told me I'd be a great spokesman for the for the Republican Party and the conservative movement, being as how I'm kind of you know I don't want to label myself, but I'm kind of more of a street guy, whereas Republicans are labeled as bow tie wearing nerds and warmongers, which by the way is a crock because if you look at every major war that America's ever fought, with the exception of the two we're in now, it was always a Democratic president in office. Um, you know I, I'm a guy who. I know what it's like to deal with both sides of racism. I'm in an interracial, interracial relationship. I have children who are interracially mixed. Um, I know what it's like to be incarcerated. I know what it's like to be in, in, in basically live a street life, you know, and I know what it's like to live a conservative life. So, you know, I kind of know what it's like on both sides of the coin. I wasn't always Mr. Conservative. You know, society society made me this way. Um, Michael Savage helped out, um, the birth of my daughter, 9-11, finding God and Jesus in my life. You know, all these things kind of just connected to click to make me a conservative. So I think that kind of, you know, puts me a notch above someone who was just raised rich and conservative and Republican because that's all they know. They didn't form their opinions on their own. You know, I, I came, to, came to think about the way I do on my own through life experience, you know. And, yeah, I, I definitely I was talking to people at the Christie rally. I was talking to a local assemblyman and asking his advice on, you know, how can I get into politics. And you've got to start small. I don't think I'm going to be running for Congress or Senate or President anytime soon. But, you know, something local, assemblyman, you know, school board, something of that nature. Because, you know what, I mean, most politicians, are, and I'll say this about the Republican Party too, they're in it for themselves, they're in it for the money, they're in it for the power. I want to see a change in my country, a real change, not this BS hope and change mantra that this guy came up with, a real change back to conservative principles, back to the era that my grandfather grew up in, back when Newark was a beautiful city instead of a hellhole, you know, when people left their front doors open at night and you could trust your neighbor to come in your house and not rob you, you know. So, yeah, I mean, this is something, I mean, I'm 33 years old. I figure I got, by the time I'm 40, I'll start analyzing what kind of, political future I might actually have. Yeah, uh, we'd hope to hear thoughts from you. Uh, are you going to, any appearances or anything you want to advertise? Um, not at the moment. Um, I was actually in contact today with one of the producers from um, Fox Strategy Room, me and my partner that I do the music with, one of my partners, Vance Venom. Um, we're going to be making an appearance in the next couple of weeks on the Fox Strategy Room to perform a couple of songs. Now, that's one thing if I could touch on real quick, too, with my group. My, like, I'm Mr. Conservative as a solo artist. High Caliber is also a member of Starving Artists, which is a group that consists of me, my partner Vance Venom, and my other partner A.O. Hamlin. Now, it's kind of funny when the three of us get together because I'm a right-wing conservative, right-wing extremist I've been labeled. Um, Vance Venom is a moderate independent, and then my my last guy, A.O. Hamlin, he's a liberal Democrat. So, you know, we, we kind of each provide a different point of view in our music. I mean, the, the, uh, most of the music that we make collectively together isn't so much political, but just more good old-fashioned hip-hop music, back to basics, back to the roots of hip-hop, you know, trying to battle. Just like I'm trying to battle liberalism with my conservative music, in the other music we're trying to battle gangsterism with, you know, purity with pure hip-hop music, you know, not, not advocating the killing of cops, not advocating raping 13-year-old girls and shooting up parties and how you're the baddest dude on the block and 
all this crap nonsense that our kids are, have been indoctrinated with. All, all thanks to the left-wing liberal media, Hollywood, you know, moveon.org, all these people, they're all in cahoots to basically bring America down. And I don't think they're maliciously doing it. I don't think they know what they're doing. I just think that they're so clueless, and, and like Savage said, liberalism is a mental disorder. I just think that they're that clueless that, you know, th this is the end result of their, of their insanity. It's bringing down America. Yeah, yeah. And I shudder to think what the country's going to be like in, you know, by the next time we can get rid of this guy. I mean, in four years, it could be an unrecognizable country. We're already well on the way. Yeah, well, God forbid he gets in for eight years. But, I mean, I shudder to think, too. I have kids. I have a son that's going to be born in about six weeks, you know, six, eight weeks. And, you know, sometimes I almost regret bringing him into this world with the shape of it and with the direction that this country's going, you know. I mean, I think it's only, like we were talking about the illegal immigration before, the biggest thing we didn't touch on with that is, is terrorists coming across our borders. Um, I heard a, an expose a while back about um, the, the 20 suitcase nukes. Does that ring a bell? Have you heard about those? Uh, vaguely. I don't know the details of Well, basically, um, as the story goes, bin Laden purchased 20 suitcase nukes from the Chechnyan Mafia after the fall of the Soviet Union for something like $30 million and 30 tons of heroin or something like that. Because what does the Chechnya Mafia care if our country goes up in smoke? Well, you know, they're, they're businessmen. And allegedly, according to the story, according to the author who I heard, I, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but um, there are 20 suitcase nukes in this country right now as we speak, spread up and down the East Coast, the West Coast, you know, Chicago, the major cities in the Midwest and that they're waiting for, you know, the, the orders from, I guess, bin Laden or whoever the hell um, for, for the glorious day that Islam will bring America to its knees, and that was a quote. And um, how do you think these al-Qaeda operatives and, and sleeper cell guys are getting in here? I mean, they're coming in through Mexico. That, it's been documented before. They found Qurans and al-Qaeda propaganda on the border. I mean, you won't hear that on your channel, channel 2, 4, 7, 6 o'clock news because, you know, God forbid they tell the sheeple the truth. But, you know, it, it's scary to think that the battle could be lost already. I mean, liberals say, let's bring the troops home, let's bring the troops home. You know, they might have something there because, honestly, I see as more of a threat the sleeper cells that are already here and the threats that come up through our border. Look at swine flu. I mean, you know, Nobody wanted to call it call a spade a spade, but you know it came from Mexico. Why wouldn't they close the borders? That would have been the perfect, um, excuse me, the perfect catalyst to to close the borders. And nothing, you know. Instead, they tell us to wash our hands and don't don't go on a bus with people. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's clear incompetence. Uh, now, so what you're saying about these suitcase nukes are true, especially. Uh, are they looking for these things or what? I don't know, though. I mean, who knows? I mean, the FBI seems to be too busy chasing um, tax cheats, not, not ones in Obama's administration, mind you, because it's chock full of tax cheats. But, you know, I think they spend a little too much time, not that I advocate any activities of the mafia, but I think they spend a little much time going after people with vowels for last names for um, things like gambling and prostitution, which, you know, they're illegal, but are, are, is that going to kill 30 million Americans? No. Is a suitcase nuke? Yes. So let's focus on the people that are here. Let's stop um, trying to tie the hands of our agencies. 
you know, preventing the CIA and the FBI from talking to each other. I forget who was responsible for that, but um, that, that's something I don't know happened a while back. You know, let's take the gloves off. Let's bring the troops home here and put them on our borders and stop the damn drug wars that are going on and, and, and all the drugs coming in from Mexico, the illegals coming in from Mexico, the terrorists coming in from Mexico. Let's bring the troops home, have them assist the FBI, because you're dumb, deaf, and blind if you think there's not hundreds, if not thousands, of sleeper cell members here that pump our gas every day, that sell us our cigarettes, sell us our Slurpees, whatever it may be. Um, You've you got to be out of your mind if you think some of these people aren't sleeper cells that are just waiting, you know, waiting for that day to, to plan, you know, to make their pre-planned attack that they already have in, in motion a reality, you know. Uh, that's my biggest fear. I'm, I'm, my wife thinks I'm crazy. I mean, I want to leave New Jersey, A, because it's so expensive and politically corrupt, but I want to move to, like, Kentucky or somewhere that's cheap where I can have land, be out by the Amish people, because when it all really pops off, I don't want to be anywhere near it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it is... It is something to say the least uh but hey thanks thanks for coming on the show today no problem aj if i could can i just plug the uh, my website of course yeah that for anyone who's interested in um any conservative hip-hop republican rap you can go to www.myspace.com backslash high caliber that's h-i-c-a-l-i-b-e-r or you could check me out on Facebook at High Caliber Mr. Conservative. And um, you could check me out every Friday or Saturday, depending on your market, um, on the Monica Crowley Show. All right, great. Tell Monica hi for us. Definitely, man. It was good talking to you, AJ, and hopefully we'll be in touch. And um, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this Christy Lonegan situation as um, things start to unfold. For sure. All right. All right, All right AJ. Good talking to you, man. You too. Have a good one. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, uh, that was a good interview. A lot of uh, covered all the ground. Covered all the ground there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's let's continue on that on that line of thinking. Three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. You want to to comment? I mean, these these are definitely these are scary times. You know, we we have these you know, now we have a situation where what are we going to do? We're going to ask the terrorists nicely not to kill us. Can't waterboard them, you know, because waterboarding is torture. As our our anointed leader, our uh, amazing president, he's so great. As you know, he loves to say, he loves to say that. Um, we can't use this, these torture tactics, despite the fact that they've only been used on a handful of terrorists, despite the fact that they've produced invaluable intelligence that have saved at least thousands of lives, despite the fact that there's no physical damage that's done to these terrorists. Can't do that. You know? The, people thought there was a risk of a terrorist attack. Uh four months ago, well, you're going from having some risk to seems inevitable at some point with this president. It would be a miracle if we're not attacked. 
You know, it is disturbing. Deeply disturbing. That doesn't even that doesn't even begin to describe how hard the situation is. Um, yeah, we we could have some other, you know, less lesser victories. Maybe take back the governorship in New Jersey and Virginia and maybe make some congressional gains next year. But doesn't change the fact that the man at the top doesn't care to do what's necessary to protect this country. Yeah. I mean these Lids like to throw out uh what the Franklin Benjamin Franklin quote where he says that he who uh willing to sacrifice liberty or security deserves neither nonsense like that. Well, you know, what liberty are we sacrificing when we're taking measures against terrorists? You know, maybe if we profile the correct people and identify these people and went after them you wouldn't be sacrificing liberty if you don't harass the vast majority of the population who is not involved in these activities. If you focus your resources on the people who are, that can be avoided. That simple. But the left likes to make it more complicated than it is. Unfortunate, but, but true nonetheless. True nonetheless. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's people out there who think that we need to, to advocate basically watered down conservatism. Moderate, you know, not even conservative, moderate, moderation. Go to the center. Be more like the Democrats. Don't be reasonable. You know, you can't continue these same failed policies of George Bush and such. We can't do that. We all agree it's a failure. That's what these people say. I mean... (laughs) It is just... Just wrong. Maybe it's just downright wrong. Okay. Why don't we take a couple of minutes to laugh at uh, our glorious leader together. And then we will be back to close off the show. We'll be delayed commercial break, but uh, okay. Liberal Wisdom Time Out, coming up. Uh, hello. Uh, this is President uh, Barack Obama. It's good to be here. Uh, look, I'd like to thank uh, everyone out there listening uh, for your support of hope and change. Uh, you know, we, we fought hard in this last election. We brought an end to the, the failed policy of George Bush for the past eight years. Uh, oh, um, I think we've made a lot of progress 
so far. We've had a wonderful uh, stimulus bill, uh, full of lots of good stuff, and I hope everyone likes it. Um, uh, we've done a phenomenal job uh, shutting down Gitmo, and we're going to get those poor innocent terrorists out of there as soon as possible. Uh, I felt horrible that my Muslim brethren uh, were there. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a Muslim. Uh, sorry, I wasn't wasn't born in Kenya. I was born in Hawaii. Uh, apologize. I did not mean it. Now, anyway, so I'm trying to you know, uh, create a new bipartisan atmosphere here in America. I think we can all agree with my socialist, uh, uh, secularist, uh, appeasing platform. Uh, look, uh, you know, I think it's a good idea. And, you know, America voted for change. You know, Americans overwhelmingly uh, liked me. Uh, and look, uh, we're going to govern like that. And we can't keep having these Republicans out there trying to stop change. I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. I, I am the Messiah. And you should all be ashamed of yourself for opposing anything I do. And I'll tell you, it's very unpatriotic. You know, if you want my policies to fail, if they fail, the whole country fails. And I think that I've done a pretty good job so far. You know, uh, I think anything's better than the uh, complete disaster we've seen in the past eight years. You know, but, I mean, finally, finally we're rid of this George Bush. Uh, you know, can't do much worse. Uh, I don't know what, why you, you conservatives uh, think that I'm so bad. And that this, uh, this George Bush fellow uh, was so good when he started a war, uh, which I was against from the start, uh, and his failed economic policies. Uh, you know, I, I inherited this recession. Uh, so uh, don't blame it on me. It's not my fault. And, uh, you know, we have to confront the major threats that we face. Uh, you know, at the top of that list uh, is definitely climate change. Uh, this is the defining issue of our time. Uh, that's why we need, uh, you know, some sort of carbon credit. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's important. If we don't stop climate change now, the world as we know will come to an end. We have to fight this issue. Not this uh, fake uh, terrorist threat that all you crazy right-wingers think that exists. And look, look we, we brought hope, and we brought change, and we've got to do that. We've got to change how we do things. And we've got to you know, win back our allies around the world that have been squandered the past eight years. Now, anyway... Thank you for listening to me. I uh, hope that if you, you know, uh, hope I convinced you. Um, you know, if, if I did, perhaps uh, you can join me and and, uh, and Sean Hannity when we get that beer. Uh, supposedly he's paying, but he's a pretty cheap, pretty cheap guy, so we'll have to see. But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you once again for supporting uh, for supporting change. Uh, and I'll let you uh, get back to this. Uh, although when I'm when I'm done with it, uh, we'll have to have equal time. On this radio program, there's too much uh, conservative talk on here. Uh, but thanks for having me on. So, thank you. All right, that was our great president, as always. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> closing comments for today and the time we have remaining. Uh, this president and his allies have to be stopped. They are dangerous. They are a menace to our country, to its survival. And we cannot allow this to remain as it is. 
if we don't take acts to stop this, then the country as we know it is going to vanish. That's just the bottom line. All right. Uh, little announcement here. Uh, we are probably going to be switching back to a weekend format. Uh, so look for the show this Sunday at uh, 5. So it should be should be a uh, should be a good time. Okay. Anyway, thanks for tuning in today, listening to our special guest, uh, Republican rapper, high caliber. Hope you all keep on listening. Spread the word about the show. And uh, let's go out there and. Well, make fools out of these leftists because they pretty much do it for themselves. But we can always help, can't we? That's something I have no problem assisting them with. Okay. Well, that's all for tonight. So for the Conservative Hour, this is A.J. Bruno, and I am signing off. Thanks.